Hey guys, can we talk for a second before we start the show? You got it, Nate the Great. Yeah, Nate the Great. We always have time to talk with the legend. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, guys, but last week's intro... Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't you dare say it. There were some mistakes, some big ones, but I spent the weekend doxing you both, and I think I finally have an intro that's accurate and true. So let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm receiving a transmission from the spirit world. The ghosts are restless tonight, and they wish to be heard. They are saying, Kate, you are so cool. And Kate, you've really improved at finding clothes that are both comfortable and professional. There are so many ghosts talking at once, it's hard to make out what they're saying. But if one of our listeners has a name that starts with an S, your grandma wants you to know that she's mad at you for being goth. But she still loves you and hopes you'll find her murderer. Speaking of angry grandmas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. My name is Brent, and I was fired from a very famous band right before they made the big time. It's been decades now, and I've done a lot of therapy, so I'm actually not mad that they ruined my life and stole everything from me. I don't lay awake at night thinking about what could have been. I don't daydream about wrapping my hands around Bram's neck while whispering, Skinny Marink was my pet name for Lois, you son of a bitch. I would never think about that. That would be crazy. I'm totally fine. I'm actually great. Uh, and I'm Nate. Let's start the show. currently doing a podcast this is what it sounds like when we do a podcast together hello guys hello hello you're listening to the north american friends movie club uh before movie club comes friends so we gotta start the show off with our very popular segments a little friend check-in and we gotta see what hurts so friends how you doing what hurts oh i think brent should go i think we need an update on the arm the arm is excellent. The arm is withstanding all types of movements. I've started using weights in workouts again. I'm doing planks, push-ups, dips. Don't get too cocky. Ah, that's what life's all about. <laughs> life's all about just you got to risk it. Remember Hot Rod? We learned some lessons from this club. You got you to gotta just push it, especially as you get older. Now, when you're 40, you just got to see what, what will, not what's going to hurt, what will hurt. So that's the way I live my life, you know one injury at a time. Um, I do what, what is hurting is I have a cold. Mm. Head cold, chest cold. It's a head cold, Oh, but everyone got it and everyone lost it in two days. And I'm day four. Mm. Oh no. I, I use a neti pot today. How'd that go? You know what? It's fantastic. I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Whenever somebody says they have a cold, I try to listen to it. Listen for yeah, it. Yeah, it's only on one side of my nostril. That's really bothering me. And 
the, the worst thing is I couldn't taste anything, which was bothering me. Uh. I like to eat things because I like I like eating. And when I don't have taste, it really bothers me. I start to panic. And so I start rummaging through different things to see if I can taste them. At one point Tasting last night at 11, <laughs> I, um, I dipped a piece of roast in salsa and ate that. That was probably good. I got yeah, I got a little. But then I thought, this is how probably like certain recipes get discovered. <laughs> People either are sick and they want to like see what they can taste, so they try different combinations. Sure. And um, so yeah, salsa and roast beef. I could taste that. I couldn't taste peanut butter on a cracker. Well, wow. I mean, that's that's very bland. I think peanut butter is a strong flavor, though. Big time. I think it depends on what peanut butter you're using, what kind of quality cracker you're using. Well, there's a lot, what, how many types of peanut butter are there? I don't know. I live in America. So where do you live? What's that mean? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Are you talking about I don't what? know. There's probably 10 different kinds of peanut butter. It's all it's all made of peanuts, though. It's all the same thing, just no, different there's labels. Different chemicals and how much sugar or how much salt and like. There's no salt in peanut butter. First of all, there's no. Oh my god, Brent! <laughs> it's just roasted peanuts that are ground up. Brent makes his own peanut by peanut butter. He thinks it's so easy. I makes know. it in his squeeze. I have. I have. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, you know what this could use? Salt." There's salt and everything. You're right. I shouldn't have said anything about the salt. <laughs> But I couldn't taste peanut butter on the cracker. Roast beef on salsa, I could. Pepper jack cheese with jalapeno in it, I couldn't taste it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a mild cheese, though. I don't know. I lost my taste when I had COVID this summer, and it was scary. You're right. I couldn't because I couldn't smell anything. And I, yeah, it kind of throws you for a loop. So, like, people lose weight when they get sick because, like, they have no appetite or, like, I can't taste anything. So, what's the point? I'm the opposite. I want to. I keep panicking, so I keep eating things to th- see what I could taste. So nope, I probably put on three pounds this weekend, <laughs> and and I didn't enjoy a minute of it. No, I know. I, yeah. no, I didn't exactly. That's what's frustrating because I I ate four bags of chips yesterday. <laughs> I, I referee in an independent wrestling promotion, and I can't referee because of my foot. So I do the concessions. <laughs> So, I, so I was there, and I was so I would sample different bags of chips to see what I could taste. Yeah. And yeah. can we have the can we have the different yeah, flavors? I tasted. I had a bag of hickory sticks, which I could not taste. I had a bag of Lay's barbecue, which I could not taste. Mm, I had nacho cheese Doritos, which I could taste, and I had mm. ruffles all dressed, which I could taste. What's all dressed? Oh. That's very Canadian. It's probably it sounds good. It's sneaky good. Is it like an everything bagel flavor? Yeah, but with it's one of the most bizarre yeah. flavors you'll ever taste in your life because it's like barbecue and ketchup and salt and vinegar. Like there's mm. all like sorts of shit going on. Vinegary, there. spicy mix. It's really good. I bet I would love it. You would. I guarantee you, I'd love it. How about you, Kate? How are uh, you feeling? Oh, I am feeling good. I had a fun weekend with some friends up in a city that is not the one I live in and uh went to Omaha, Nebraska and ate steak. I ate a delicious sure. steak and it cost me it was the most expensive meal I've ever bought myself and it was because I bought 
I just bought a steak and I bought an order of asparagus and it was like a hundred dollars. And I was like, the steak was like $70. What kind of steak was it? It was a filet, the the filet mignon, and it was perfectly cooked. And it was, they say in this steakhouse, they're like, we only buy the top 3% of beef cuts that are produced and you know, whatever. They just like sell you on, (laughs) why are you mocking them? Upcharge you. Because it seems like a lot of money, but I bought into it and it was delicious and worth it. How um, how'd you get it cooked? Medium rare. Medium I like rare. it to be pink in the middle. Yeah, that's when I ate steak. Medium rare is the best. Also, I just um, wanted to say that you should hang out with your friends if you have friends. That everyone in the world should go and be social because loneliness is a really damaging thing. And even though it's uncomfortable to reach out to people, people do like each other and it's okay to have a friend. What happens if these people, like your, they're your real life friends that you hang out with socially, but you talk to them on Xbox a lot. You need to be in face to face. You need to get some uh, body time. You, you can Actually, that'll get you most of the way there, but then every now and then you gotta you gotta have the the in person yeah. friends. That's what I need. I, like, I'm very lucky. We have a bonfire pit at my place, so I don't see my roommates that often because we live in the same house. Yeah, opposite <laughs> schedules. We live opposite schedules. You know, they have a small child, and I work like eleven to seven. So, but every now and then we'll just have a fire together, and it's so nice just to all hang out and have a laugh. Have a family. Have a family fire. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, anyway. I see these people regularly, and I work with two of them. But yeah, so I, I talk to them at least a couple times a week on Xbox. Kate's talking about like a, a fun friend trip, which I want to do more of. Well, I, haven't I can't had any go fun get, times. out and getting a hundred dollar steaks every day. No, 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 no. And it doesn't have to be a trip. Like you can, you know, how far invite is them over to your home. Or... So uh, there's three of us that live in Kansas city and there's one gal that lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and Omaha is three hours away for all of us. So we met. Nice little meeting point. Mm -hmm. What about you, Nady? What hurts with you, Nady? Let me do a little quick body scan. I'm feeling good. Body scan complete. I had body scan (laughs) complete. I had a little knee thing the other day, but that's ongoing. But it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little sore and then it's fine. I've never even talked about my knee. I got a knee thing too, Nate, but it comes and goes. Yeah. It's a little sore sometimes when I'm being uh, irresponsible. Don't ignore these knee things. That's what I do when now. Look at me. It's always when I'm being irresponsible. Like if I'm moving even just a minimal, decent amount, it doesn't really hurt. But when I'm like, oh, I should sit down and not stand up until the podcast's edited. And then I'm like, ow, my knee. <laughs> um, we're starting a new theme month, you guys. It's uh, This is my choice. We're doing animation for May. <laughs> it's a very clever title that I came up with. And you might tell by the way I say it, what it means. <laughs> Uh, the first, the, the first movie I chose is a 2001 film called Spirited Away. And I'm actually very excited to hear what you two think about this movie. So let's start our first segment, which is what parts of this movie did you guys enjoy? 
Oh, do you not want oh, me no, to Oh, no, wait. Tell I always do it. I always do it. God damn it. I always forget my favorite fucking segment, and it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm so excited for this. Kate, what happens in this movie? I would love to share this with you. Um, there is a girl who is moving to a new town with her parents, and they her parents don't listen to her, and they go through a magic portal of some kind to a spirit world where they get locked in and she starts working at a boathouse. What are they, what is it called? A bathhouse. A bathhouse for spirits who come to relax. Um, and so she has to work for the head of the bathhouse until she earns her freedom, which she does, which she then does. And that is the plot. That's correct. Yeah. She, I was parents, so uh, nervous about that. Parents took her, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> the only part her parents turned into pigs. That's a big part of yes. it. Because they eat the food and they turn into pigs. She's got to save her pig parents. This, this movie has many metaphors and layers and was very advanced for me. I, it is uh, not a, it's, I think it's a movie that children enjoy, but it is a deep, there's a lot going on here. I will admit that I did fall asleep during it at sure. the end. It's very calming. And I am feeling very anxious about discussing this film. <laughs> Why? Because if I didn't watch it again, I'm fine with that. But I know that it is, it's a beloved film, that it is like one of the highest rated, most well-loved anime films, and it is an art form. And so I don't want to be disparaging to an art form, and I'm an idiot, so like... It's the biggest movie ever in Japan. Right. Like, absolutely. Yes. I th I think... That's a totally appropriate uh, reaction to this movie. I uh, d it did not click for me the first time I watched it myself because it's really different than storytelling that we're used to. Like very, very different. It doesn't follow any of the patterns uh, that we're used to. So it's actually kind of tricky to uh, – identify with it immediately so i don't think that i think a lot of people would watch this movie and feel the same ways as you did Kate. okay so i don't think that's uh, i don't think that's wrong at all thank you and i again i am an american idiot so <laughs> i um when nate said the, the movie i said oh and i immediately thought of the movie that i thought it was and i'm like that's such a weird pick and it was i thought it was spirit the stallion of the cimarron from dreamworks Oh, okay. with the horse movie. <laughs> yeah, and I even asked Nate, does it have a horse in it? And Nate's like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, it's that one. And I'm like, this is such a weird pick for Nate. Like, but the Lakota Indians and the courageous young stallions. And I'm like, this is <laughs> weird. And then he said spirited away. I was like, oh, I had the wrong movie. So mm -hmm. I watched it and oh, you know, you never just feel like you're in a room with people and you know that they're better than you. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. you know, there's yes. no, and they're not mean about it. 
they're not they're not trying to be better than you. You just know that they're better overall human beings are better than you. Mm-hmm. They're they're better parents, they're better siblings, they're better, they're smarter, they make more money, they smell better, they they just know things. More. Say more yeah, things. They just they're just better. And they're not like I said, this is not them looking down at us. You just know it. That's Japan when it comes to us. <laughs> yeah. I agree. The way they tell this story, which has been told a thousand a million times in film, just does it in a way where it keeps your interest and it makes you just like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm an idiot because I didn't know where this was going and I had all this preconceived notion. You know what I thought at one point was going to happen? I thought she was going to dissolve and she would turn into a frog. Mm, That's sure. what I thought was going to be the ending. And that's where we end it. Well, let's let's uh, do our next segment and just uh, speak about the moments that stood out in this movie to us. I wrote down a a few things, but I'm curious to hear uh, at least which part stood out for you too. So why don't you go ahead, Brent? Why don't you lead the way? Um, Yeah, I'll explain how I do this again. I just write down one word sentences, uh, the parts that stick in my brain or make me feel something. Mm. Correct. Um, I have a, I have a lot. Um, When I knew I was going to like the little girl, when she says they talked about how their new school looks pretty good. And she said, it's going to stink. That's a great insult. She was going through a lot. It's a heavy moment on a child when they have to move at such a young, tender age and leave their friends behind. Yes. And her parents were so dismissive of her and her, like, not wanting, they were like, also, they were like putting her in danger. And she's like, stop putting me in danger. And they're like, no, you have to follow us because you're a child. Like, she, this movie happened because of parental neglect, ultimately. Oh, definitely. They were there. It was their own um, arrogance yes. all along the way. The dad's arrogant that to take the shortcut, even though she says don't. Then they go into the abandoned amusement park, even though they shouldn't. Then they just start eating that food. Who's they, they, that's that not was their food. so frustrating to watch? Like, why would you make that decision? Looked delicious, though. It did. It look did good. look really yeah. good. <laughs> it looked great. <laughs> But that's, I think there's a big message of like the, the children know right from wrong better than adults sometimes. Like they understand it on a more emotional level and she's really uncomfortable because she knows what they're doing isn't correct. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to pull them away. And I think, I think that that is also exists a lot throughout this movie of like a kid, younger people, innocent, they understand right and wrong better than the kind of greedy adults. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they turn into the pigs because they're eating a lot, that's how I feel when I'm at Swiss Chalet. Because <laughs> like, I get like a half chicken dinner and I yeah. eat it. And then like I start, yeah. eat, I start picking at everyone else's food that they don't eat. Sure. And I feel like the chef is going gonna, is gonna to come out and like, no, no more chicken for him. And hit me with the spatula like oh, the no. spirits were doing. And that's what I want to happen. I don't like feeling like a big pig. Then don't act like one. 
Oh, that, I know. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> it looked a lot like Zelda, which was good. Sure. Um, Who's t- the old lady who – I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you go ahead, Brent, and then I'll do my favorite parts. Um, I noticed in anime, like my very limited experience with anime, I don't know if it's what happens in the original versions, but in the dubbed versions, the characters, when they find themselves in a predicament, they just yell out the predicament very loud. Um, yes. The girl ran into some water by mistake, and she went, Water? And like, <laughs> then I know it was like, Fire? Big bird, <laughs> yeah. stuff. They just they just yell out stuff that happens. Um, there was a riverboat in it, and I was like, "Oh, this is why Nate likes it." There's a riverboat in it. Yeah, that boat was, <laughs> was sick as hell. The no face, I love no face. I get that. I get the yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't That's peg cool. him. I couldn't figure out what his whole purpose was. I know he's he was a re- demon. He was representing representing the like the worst of people's personalities, which are the adults. And I know what the whole thing is like her moving from childhood to adulthood and trying to navigate that i think he embodies the spirit of wherever he is and the longer he stays there the more like the place he becomes so when he like first arrives he's kind of like pensive and like laid back and helpful and then he becomes like more and more greedy the longer he spends in the commercialist hub of the bathhouse Mm. and they keep feeding him and he keeps giving them gold so he becomes more and more horrific as it goes Mm. on and then later when he leaves he like shrinks back down to like a normal helpful dude when he's helping yubaba's sister and she's like oh you're good at using the loom and he's like in a nice place so he's being nice oh it's Mm. like is that like a, a metaphor of like how people like adapt their surroundings and like change their behaviors to appease what's happening around them yeah i think so that just makes me like this movie even more yeah there's so much going on and i i love a film that like lets you have an opinion or or a thought or like there's so much room to interpret what is going on that i find that really interesting that's very that's not going to be in many animated movies Mm, for sure mm mm-hmm I was laying down watching the movie today and my head was kind of hanging off of the sofa. So I was kind of upside down. And it was like the very first part where Haku was talking, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he was like going on with some bullshit. Being not mean to her, but condescending to her. And I wanted her to look at him and say, all right, haircut. That's all I wanted. (laughs) That's all I wanted her to say because there's a ridiculous haircut. Isn't it, it's just like a bowl cut, isn't it? What is it? Yeah, it's like a bob. That okay, yeah. Um, the minute they mentioned a character named Yubaba, I knew she was going to be fucked looking. And then, sure enough, I think that's why I liked it so much. Is the artwork is just so different mm. to anything I would ever watch. Like how big her head is; it's just huge. And there's like a, a big thing between her eyes that I hated. Yeah. And her hair. <laughs> and then I love how there's like kind of like really ugly, scary shit. But then there's like, I wrote down here, those no neck ducks. They're only on screen for like three seconds and they're just floating in the water. I'm like, look at those cute little fat ducks. I love these guys. <laughs> That's why I think the Japanese are better than us. They see things like this. Yeah. They're just smarter and more sophisticated. Certainly. Yeah. So I knew Yubaba was going to be fucked. The, the three bouncing heads that she owns. Those guys were weird. They reminded us of this podcast. 
<laughs> yes. Truly. That's us. Truly. With our bullshit. I love how they're just like not explained at all. Like in another movie, you'd be like, here was, they were three brothers and they right. had a spell no and this. It's just like, no, it's just, it's just three rolling heads that are goofy little weirdos. That's us. And every time I saw them, I was like, there's yeah. Nate and Kate. <laughs> so I like those guys. Um, I felt bad for Hoku because he couldn't remember his name, but he remembered her name. Mm. I said to myself, oh, well, that's it. That's terribly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to get yeah. back to his thing. But he's a prince, isn't he? Well, uh, spoiler alert. He's actually the spirit of a river. That's right. And your dragon form. Yeah, he's a, he's a dragon from the river. That dragon sucked ass, by the way. He looked too much like an eel. No, I liked it. He looked too much that like an eel. No, that was never ending story dragon. That no, was no, no, pretty no. dope. He had the catfish whiskers and he didn't. He just. You don't even understand body. dragons. You don't even understand Either do you. dragons. Because they're not real. No, a dragon I do. Could be anything that, I was more, to be. that was a more accurate depiction of dragonry than, mm-hmm. say, uh, what's that HBO show that everybody's horned up about? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. The show that ended four years ago, yeah. <laughs> I prefer these dragons to the Game of Thrones dragons any day. For sure. They're just, they're small and they look like eels with catfish whiskers. Those are not small. He fit on a normal person's bed when he got all fucked up. He shrank down to be able to do that. Yeah, they can get big and small. They're both. They're little, I like how they're like, uh, they're like a sports car. They're just they can maneuver and get in some windows yeah, like an and eel. stuff. I'm like that's you like flying yeah, eels. like an eel. I'll I'll die on this dragon hill. I'll draw. I'll die on it. No, I'm with you. We outnumber Brent <laughs> and we overpower him with our dragon knowledge. That's right. <laughs> I'd rather big beefy dragon that you know you don't go near. This you thing, want I would a walk slow by dragon. It. You those dragons don't exist because they were slower and dumber than the Nate and Mai's dragon. Do you remember the scene in the movie where he was flying away and he just smacked into the side of a building? He was poisoned. Yeah, he got all messed up by those paper cuts. And that's the kind of dragon you want to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> a sixty-page Hillroy could take this guy out. <laughs> My dragons have to be taken out by King Kong and yeah. huge things, atomic <laughs> weapons. A scribbler is a, a weapon to your dragons. <laughs> Paper airplane took this Literally guy out. flew it inside <laughs> the building because he had a couple scrapes. Yeah, sure. He's a great dragon. Back to my list. That's frog work. That's frog. That's frog. Work. That was my favorite line of the of the the movie, and that's what I'm going to be saying at work a lot. So yeah. let's do a little role play. Nate, you're the manager of the bowling alley. I've worked at the bowling alley for a very long time. Have you really? No. Oh. <laughs> he has a full career. I know. That's why I was confused. Well, I was like, but he's injured, so maybe he got like an extra job or something. We're going to role play. First, this is going to be a 30-second role play. Nate, yeah. you're the manager yeah. of the bowling alley. I am your yeah. employee that's been there for 12 years. I feel like I should have been promoted to Love a lot, him. yeah, but I haven't been, yeah. And um, we have a new hire that's been two years, so you tell me the job that I'm going to be doing for the day, okay? Brent, can I talk to you for a second? Sure, just uh, go ahead and put down that can of shit that you spray in the shoes to make them not disgusting, just water that that we fool everybody with, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's correct. No, don't expose our secrets, please. Say whoa, that whoa, under your voice. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you uh, have you noticed the, how disgusting the gutters are on uh, Lane Six? Do you think you get to head over there and clean those out for me? You want me to clean the gutters in Lane Six? Yeah, get those get those gutters cleaned out. That's frog work. <laughs> <laughs> and then our 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 coworker that kind of resembles a frog is like, what? Huh? <laughs> that's what that's it's, it's she was right it is frog work what she said in the movie and I, I love it i think that's brent tries to be an ally unless you're a frog well yeah i we got to draw the line somewhere <laughs> oh the girl a girl a female said the line frog work and i chose to say that's my favorite line of the movie oh my god Ooh. you had to point it out he's right it sounds like ally behavior to my me. best friend's a frog <laughs> well he's a fucking idiot <laughs> put that way and he deserves doing the meaningful the remedial tasks um gonna need that skull phone that i wrote down uh, skull phone i love yeah. that skull phone that's cool the fact that the mouth moved when the person talked yep. love it gonna need it yeah um Identified big time with the big stink spirit in the tub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get bicycles pulled uh, out of you? Which is, well, that's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like me and Kate should relate a lot more to that stink spirit than you. No, I don't. Not because I stink, because how much she relaxed with the, mm. the herbal mm. oils and all that coming down on him. And when she put more on him, he just seemed to like. Because <gasps> there was one point where he looked over at her and he looked so sad, like he was dying. He's like, Urgh. And she put more water on him, and he kind of felt better. And that's how I, when I, the water gets too not hot enough or not hot anymore, I put a little more hot water in. Yeah. And I make that noise, and I shut mm. it off, and I feel good again. And you pull that chain, and then it sprays a bunch of like flowers and potions on you. That'd be awesome. Did you guys understand what that stink monster was? He was a river. Yeah, polluted river. Yeah, that makes sense. They pulled a bunch of shit at him. Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't quite, it didn't again. quite click for me until I was doing research after. And I was like, ah. Oh. So now we're talking about pollution too? Yeah, it's getting in this, there. <laughs> and I read that this is actually supposed to be a whorehouse and not a bathhouse. I believe that. But that it was not, you know, you, that's kind of hitting it on the nose a little bit. Yeah, a little tough to make a uh, movie for the fam- whole family that the Disney Corporation is going to publish if you got a horror house in For there. sure. Why can't we just make it legal? I mean, it should be. It I should think be illegal? Be better off. Legal. Yeah, sex work is work. For sure. Be safer. Like, um, it's just two consenting adults just doing their thing. It's probably better because they make you take a bath at the house first. Mm. <laughs> These guys clean Not in up. America. <laughs> Um, I want to finish up my list. Yeah, let's see what else you got. I think all birds should have hairdos. I agree. <laughs> um, that way we could kind of tell them apart a little bit. Sure, It'd be nice. Sure. I bet they do. They're just so small we can't see them. Oh, tiny haircuts. I like how crows remember you. Yeah, they bring them little, they bring people gifts. Yeah, I would like to remember them or her because I'm an ally. I would like yeah. to say, hey, Mrs. Crow, I remember you. How are you today? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I think that would be nice. You just so want shiny is, things. If they had a distinguishing feature, then I think we could get along better. Makes sense. You know what I mean? I agree. Actually, you're not going to get any pushback from either of us. We're pro-bird haircut on this podcast. <laughs> um, I wrote <laughs> I wrote these four words down. 
<laughs> what was PBHC? PBHC Pro Bird Haircut Club. <laughs> I agree. It's like you, a distinguishing feature like a haircut would be able to tell me, like, "Hey, you were here two days ago. You didn't shit on me. You didn't yell at me. Make everybody look at me like a weirdo." Yeah, like we're we're cool. Yeah, you're you're a good guy, and you can hang around my garbage. Just don't eat it. Why don't you try to eat some of these rats while you're at it? Fuck, I know. Why can't we train the crows to get the rats? There's your next hobby. Uh, but then they like what they do like they're dropping them in the air and shit. That's gonna be a mess. Yeah, now you got a rat falling on you. <laughs> yeah, but you're driving a rat at your fucking windshield. That'd be rough. I would That's take the bus from now on. <laughs> um, I wrote a, when they the first scene with the baby where I actually saw the baby and the baby talked and did its thing. I just wrote the words "baby should be removed." <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly. I, I you leave it up to your interpretation. What does the baby represent? I think that it would be easy to have you, Baba, be like just a greedy, uh, selfish person, but she does actually have a side of her that is not evil, that is very like loving and caring. Mm. And maybe, hey, maybe even we use our children to justify our more nefarious actions sometimes mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. new babas are actually the literal word for people that are super mean to everybody but they do show they have love for things mm. so the baby was used to show that she does care about things that she actually cares about and she is a good person when it comes to like things that she cares about but she hates everything else that's a you baba mm. i think you should tell us your parts so I really liked the adorable pieces of dust that were taking the coal to the, to the coal, the soot, the soot. Yes. Those little guys look like cute little spiders. And I liked it. And I also liked the weird, very obese spirit of the turnip that had this radish radish and i are turnips and radishes the same thing or different turnips and rutabagas are kind of the same thing radishes are different little guy radish is a little guy but a turnip can be a big so boy. this is a turnip right the spirit of the turnip yeah i would say so he had these very pendulous facial features that covered his his also pendulous breasts which I was right. very aware of while watching. I think I missed those. I know the guy you're talking about, but. Well, you can Google it. Uh, he had knockers, eh? He had some Tigo bitties. Um, I also want to go back to the dragon boy and why he wanted to protect her immediately. But now it makes sense after uh the movie but like initially i was like who's this fucking dude at coming out of nowhere like what's his deal i don't know it felt i just was the beginning really kind of threw me off because i didn't know what i didn't know anything about this movie it is from the opposite of my culture it was hard for me to process what was going on like it's really confusing at the beginning for sure Yes, and I couldn't get a pace with it. Like, I couldn't, you know what I mean? And then I, I get how, I've only watched it once. I get how help watching it a second time would be incredibly helpful. But 
um, yeah, I just liked the never ending story dragon boy and mm-hmm. yeah, the baby is, has been coddled to the baby is not being maintained. Well, like there's just poor no. parenting all around in general in this film. He's the manifestation of, of annoying kids. Yes. Well, and it's like, it's even taken to the extreme where he's like, he's very childish, but since he's so giant, he's like, I'll rip you apart if you don't do what I say. And it's like, Ugh. Oh, and the creepy guy that looked like he was, um, so the guy that worked in the steam room that was pulling the cord, the boiler room, the boiler room, he looked like a character from inspector gadget or somewhere like the evil guy in Inspector Gadget, maybe there's he looks exactly like another character that I know of. Yeah, I think you're thinking of um, I think it's Sonic the Hedgehog. That's it. He did That's look it. like the Sonic That's the Hedgehog it. guy, too. It's Sonic the Hedgehog guy. Yeah, that Jim Carrey played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote down that uh, that character Kamaji from the boiler room. It, it's more disturbing to watch him drink tea right out of the. Uh, teapot than him having all those extra limbs. Yes. That that stuck with me. <laughs> and he was there was a lot of smoking in this movie. Yeah, that's you don't see that in a lot of kids movies. Sure don't. And then I you were talking about the soot spiders I wrote down that when I really liked when they she helps the one soot spider when he, the soot spider gets hurt. And then all the other sit like pretend to be hurt so that she'll do their job mm-hmm. for them. I thought that was pretty funny. You're smart little turds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. did you guys think the dad was kinda hot? Before dad? Uh, her dad? Yeah, before he well, I, ate what all the happens to your <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she's just a, she's an adult woman now. She's got different tastes. She's not into in sync or the Backstreet Boys. She has a greasy mustache. She, she likes uh, Eastbound and Down guy. Danny McBride. Danny McBride and uh, the dad from Spirit of the Who else did you say could get it? You said someone else could get it too. It was uh, what, what... Uh, the guy in uh, Spaceballs. Um... Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. <laughs> This is just an adult woman has her tastes, you know? The man had maybe 30 seconds of screen time where he has a greasy mustache, gets lost, and turns into a pig. No ass. No ass. He is very muscular and strong. He did look strong to me. He looked like, you know what? He's broad shoulders. Yeah, he was broad shoulders. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yes. He's a, you know... He's a meaty, meaty man. He's a meaty boy. I don't think anybody I can recall from the movie could get it. Maybe the girl that helps her? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. She's cute. But I didn't understand. Like, it felt like they weren't human. But that is a part that I didn't quite understand is they looked human, the, like, women who worked at the bathhouse. But they keep treating uh, Chihiro like she, like humans are gross and smelly and they don't like them and... I wonder so what I was we smell like to them. them. Probably not great. We, probably, we do smell different to each other because we eat different things. You guys are eating those specific tater chips up there. That... Yeah, when you meet us, you're going to be like, <laughs> wow, it smells like all dressed, tit, all dressed chips in here. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I eat a lot of sunflower seeds, so maybe. You smell like a flower. I wrote down uh, mouse plus tiny bird is an all-timer as far as combos go. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. the bird's kind of in charge, not the mouse. 
Yeah. And then they're like, do you want me to switch you back? And they're both like, fuck no. No. <laughs> yeah, we like being little bird-mouse combo. I think that's, anytime you have the advantage of flight, you're always the apex predator. Yeah. The only other two things I wrote down here is uh, one thing I like about this movie is whenever someone runs, it's very quiet. I like ninja running. Where it's like, pip, 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 yeah. That's better than our uh, heavy American steps. Mm. Heavy-handed steps. We don't like that. And then uh, those stairs should have a railing. Oh, my God. I was just yeah. thinking that, Nate. Yes. She went down hard, but then <laughs> terrifying. We, we gained it. We terrifying. Gained it terrifying. Visceral response from me. Can't can't handle that. Uh, so let's try and do a spirited away quiz, you guys. Uh, what do they call Chihiro after Yubaba takes her name? I know. I know. Ooh, who wants to go first? Kate. Sen. Sen is correct. You guys are both correct. That's excellent work. How many limbs does Kamaji, the boiler man, have? I think I know. Um, I think I know as well. Well, you got to go first, Brent. I'm going to say eight. Mm. Kate. Six. Kate is on the board <gasps> with six. Really? I thought he was like, like a spider. To save Chihiro, Kamaji the Boiler Man pretends that they are related. What does he say he is? I remember. Yeah, so do I. It's your turn first, Kate. Grandfather. Uncle. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Kate gets another one. Fuck off. I thought he said it was my niece. He said, it's my granddaughter. Bullshit. What is Yubaba's sister's name? Oh my god. Multiple choices on this one. I know. Multi choices, Brent? Are you oh yeah, no, you no, can no, no, steal no. it. Uh, yeah, I'll steal it then. So let's let's hear it. Zaniba? Hey, that's frog work. Zaniba is correct. Yay! a boy. a boy. Okay, Kate's got three, Brent's got two. If it's possible, can we get that's frog work for me? Yes. Okay. Yes, we can. <laughs> All right. Uh this movie was released in 2001. What was the highest grossing movie of 2001? Oh, my God. Here? In a, worldwide. Would you guys like some multi-choices? I would. I would. A, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. B, Shrek. C, Monsters Incorporated. Or D, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, shit. Who goes first? Bre- I, I I can't remember who goes first. Um, I think I go first. I'm going to go D, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I want to say that. But just for funsies, I'm going to say uh, Harry Potter. Kate, you are on fire. Yes! How many questions are there? There's only one left, and I think oh you've, you've actually sealed your win. This one's just, this is it, purely academic. Congrats, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hayao Miyazaki has directed 28 feature-length and short films. Which of the following films did I make up? So you have to listen, you have to, listen <laughs> to the titles. These are my favorites. My favorite. So there's one of them you made up? Yes. Okay. Okay. A. Howl's Moving Castle. B. My Neighbor Totoro. C. Kiki's Delivery Service. Or D. Princess Cerulean. Good grief. Ugh. It's my turn. Um, I'm going with Princess Cerulean. Um, I'm going to go with Kiki's Delivery Service. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Hey. Kate has swept oh, the board with I... another correct guess. Oh and my god! Let's uh, do our uh, our uh, Olympic ceremony for our favorite characters. Why don't you guys start with your bronze? All right, I'll go first with my bronze. My um. My bronze is going to go to Yubaba. She had to play dual roles as Zaniba and Yubaba. Oh, yeah. And even though she had nothing to do with it because it's animated, probably still a lot of work. Good job. I like Yubaba. I also gave my bronze medal to Yubaba. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I'm going to switch it up. In uh, Radish Spirit, my guy. Your guy. Pendulous Radish Boy. You just like him because he got big swing and boobs? Absolutely. Okay. I'd say I've said the same thing many times to people. I'm going to give my silver medal to no face uh, and his Mm. weird, many weird iterations and creepy, way too creepy for a children's movie. But I, uh, I like this weird little guy and he seems nice when you get him knitting. So I like no face for my silver. Two things. No face sounds like I talk like no face when I have a cold. I'm like, uh, and do you remember the meme of the little Japanese girl that went to daycare for Halloween dressed up as no face and everyone was freaking out? Yes. That's <laughs> No, that's funny. Yeah. And that whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, that's that little girl. We gotta post that on our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go in I'll go in on silver for no face. Um my my silver is gonna be Chiriro. Um I liked her. Sen? Sen, yeah. I liked her. She uh yeah, she figured it out, and she just—I like when people, like when kids, become heroes, or not heroes, or like the, the the good people in the movies, and the adults are the fucking idiots, mm-hmm. turning into pigs, and you know, um, I like that. And this was done in a non-stupid way, and I liked her. She was also the voice of Stitch or Lilo, one of those people. Uh-huh. I liked uh, how she just, when it was time to go to work, she just accepted. She was like, all right, I'm going to go scrub that dirty old river monster. And she just she just went after it. She's tenacious. I, and that's what, yeah, I want to bring that up to. I relate to her a lot because when she, the tough stuff happens and she has to get going, she takes her pants and puts them up. I relate with that a lot. I like to expose my legs to the problem and go at, for it. <laughs> I just That's feel funny. better. I feel better. You feel powerful and grounded. I like my legs, so I feel like if I take my my best feature and expose it to the issue, 
that I ha- I'm the Japanese person in the room. Sure. What are we doing? Gold. I'll, I'll go gold. Uh, gold forever goes to Haku, but only when he's the dragon. Mm, Haku dragon. Ooh, Haku dragon. Yep. Spirit of the Kohaku, oh, the Kohaku River. He drove me nuts. How dare you speak about he dragon? Bled everywhere, flying into buildings, stupid haircut, catfish whiskers. You Fuck don't respect off. nature. You don't respect nature. I'm an ally to nature. I gave my uh, gold to them little duckies with no necks. Uh, I, want a little, I just love them little ducks, and I want one for my house. He's a sucker for a no-neck duck. Um, my gold, and I kept my mouth shut earlier on purpose when you guys were kind of like making fun of them. My gold goes to my man, Kamaji, just giving it down in that boiler room. Oh, yeah, he's working. in it. Grumpiest character doesn't have time to take off a his sunglasses or pour a cup of tea. He just drinks it from the pot. My man is on that grind set days off. Not for that guy. He laughs. He's odd. He's posting Instagram videos in a hoodie. Five o'clock in the morning. There's no off season for this guy. He's grinding that shit and he's making the water for all the baths. Rise and grind, Kamaji. Getting it. Love him absolutely that is hilarious you're right that is you as a cartoon brand you wake up and you see you have a notification from kamaji just posted a video of course you did 5 30 in the morning <laughs> he's in the court rise and grind he's on the court with the hoodie <laughs> days off and he, he smiles at the camera <laughs> now for me you would think with six arms that he could take like an hour off or something you know like or like read a book and let the arms do their right. own thing. Well, you guys kind of forgot the minute someone said it was dinner time, he kind of shut the whole operation down. <laughs> yeah. And he sleeps at his desk. Rising, that's all part of the grind set. Yeah, he's he's um, he, he's life maxing, so he doesn't have to do a commute. I have to help people retrain from doing that shit. Like that will fuck with you. That mindset, man, that's not healthy. You know what? And this makes sense to me because who's ever, most of the people listening to this podcast, let's go over the list. High powered CEOs, millionaires, billionaires, <laughs> thought leaders, thought leaders, people who did <laughs> TED talks. That's right. <laughs> I love how I'm rehabbing to get off long term disability. And I'm like, grind set, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, set videos from the gym. 538, hoodie, sweat. No time. Arm out of socket. No tears. <laughs> Popping this bitch back in and doing more one-handed push-ups. All my, all my cast ain't no excuses on them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my sling says grind set. Hashtag <laughs> grind set on it. Oh, my God. Uh, well, how about we give uh, this film some ratings, guys? The first category for this movie is the script. What did you guys think about the script for Spirited Away? This is hard to rate because it's tricky. I have respect for it. So you just got to go with your gut in, in this time. I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> I think that's a great score. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to give this one a, a nine. Um, I feel like it could have been, Lots of great messages, lots of good memorable lines and names are great. Um, could have been 20 minutes shorter. Didn't need all that stuff. All that the gab. 
you know, I, I think Kate got tuckered at the end for a reason. It kind of loses steam. Yeah, um, it could have been. I know what they were trying to do at, at a certain point, and that's when they had to wrap it up, but they didn't. But I, that's why it's a 9, not a 10. Yeah, uh-huh. I think I'm with you. I, I'm going to give it a 9. The more I watch it, the more I like it. But definitely, uh, it is hard to understand. I think that's probably partly cultural, partly the script, partly the director uh choosing to do that but it's uh it's not immediately obvious everything that's going on in this movie uh even if you're really paying attention and trying as hard as you can to get into it yeah like i learned about the the pollution thing the dirty river from you guys uh the music in this movie what did you guys think about the music in this movie did you even notice it i didn't i did not notice it so i'm gonna grab a five I'm going to give the music a five. Give it a five. I'm going to give it an eight because I didn't notice it, but I did notice that it was all just very Japanese royal music. and Not royal, that's a bad word. But it just, it was, yeah, it, nothing remarkable and nothing, but there was nothing so bad that it made me notice it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, uh, but I think I agree with you that I couldn't like hum the theme from this yeah. movie or anything like that, but I would probably listen to this while i was doing some work if i if i was feeling it I, yeah i wouldn't be crazy so i'll give it an eight as well mm. all right so the art direction in this movie a little bit complicated category because it is animated but and and that the animation is going to be its own category so more like if the things they drew were a set what would you think of the sets that they build in the locations uh I loved it. I'm going to go 10. Oh, like, it's a 10. Yeah, it's a 10. You Bob's his hair alone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, just the baths themselves and like the pillows uh, and oh, those pillows. They drew so they put spent a lot of time on those pillows. Hell yeah. Maybe want to lay down. Um, the, the category of this movie is an animated fantasy uh, I think we'll, in for this month, we'll, we'll take the animated part of it away and on all these movies, whether it's a comedy or whatever. Uh, so we'll just say as a fantasy film. What did you guys think of this as a fantasy film? Mm, it's very fantastical. Oh, my. So I'm going to give it an eight. Anytime uh, a movie can make me think and it has a hidden meaning without being so fucking like tries it hard to have hidden meanings and all these different lessons and stuff um it makes me happy so i could give this a 10 yeah i gotta give it a 10 as well i'll give it a 10 too Ooh, we th- we're not guilting you no, no you can you. no you're right i'll i'll agree just because you gave a hot rod where a guy could sit with the washer and dryer a 10 doesn't mean <laughs> i have similar taste but that no. doesn't mean that it doesn't yeah, there's also I, I hope you don't feel like you're incorrect. Like I think you. Are well, I obviously am. Yes, I don't. <laughs> you could totally not like a fucking movie where there's a talking frog. No, it was not that I was not into it. This is just not my jam. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like pornography. It's like that just isn't my style. You know but what you, I mean? But no but judgment. I can like, but no judgment. Absolutely. Um. So our. I'm going to give it a ten for you then. I'm going to okay. give it a ten. All right. Um. The last category is the the monthly theme, which is animation. And I think the way we should rank this is just compared to other animated movies. How did you feel about this one? It's a it's a different style than what I think we're all 
you know, used to with like Pixar and Toy Story, all that stuff. Um, I do enjoy some aspects of anime and just how far out it there it is. I liked it. Um, so I'm going to give it a nine. Mm. I'm going to uh, give it a five because I like other animated films more. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. I'm going to give it a 10, which kind of balances everything out. I thought um, I uh, I think I'm going to continue to watch these movies and all the Miyazaki movies for a long time and uh, keep appreciating them just because that's they've, they they work for me personally. So this movie gets a 43.6, a very respectable Ooh. score. And uh, I'm I'm very happy that at least this we weren't totally... Uh, I didn't know how you guys were going to react to this movie, so I think that's kind of fun that we all got to enjoy it together. I was looking forward to watching it, um, but man, I enjoyed it. It was really, it was really different. Something I would, like I said, I would never watch it ever by my, on my own. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Thank you for making us. If someone were to enjoy this movie, what uh, other movie would you recommend if you could think of one? Uh, Wally. It's kind Ooh. of a, it's kind of a, you know, a character's internal thing struggle or... i could see that i would say never-ending story oh kind of similar vibes definitely i'm gonna say um another miyazaki movie called howl's moving castle which is wild it's a wild weird movie so if you enjoyed this you'll definitely like that one uh, and you know what guys that means we've come to the end of our podcast and our time together is for this week. And there's only one thing left to do. No, there's plenty more to talk about. We still haven't talked about what movie. We're <gasps> yeah. You guys, who wants to pick next week's movie? Who's got, I have one. Oh, Brenty. Brent. Why don't you tell us what next week movie is? Yeah. Cause I'm excited about this one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but the one I'm picking for Anna May month is, Hey, I know. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh, yes. Oh. I wanted to watch this. I wanted to watch it, and I haven't I haven't yet. either. Oh, yay. Good I'm, choice. I'm interested to see your guys' thoughts. I'm I'm sure I'll love it. Because I love that character. But we'll find out. I never heard anything about this character until the movie. That'll be good. Yay! Uh, so now that, we've, now that we know what we're going to watch next week, there's only one thing left to do, and that's Say goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. All right, so I'm making like a little documentary. Oh, it's like it's a like... movie, but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No? Hmm. Tell me about what's life like. It's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket, and that's why I don't like the saying everything comes out of the wash because sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it does, and they're just like a completely different person. So it's actually only two of us now. Myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Nana, make the noise. 
sometimes I find my mind wandering, thinking, what would my family think? Do you think they could be out there? Marcello, let's forget about being afraid. Just take the adventure. Okay, let, let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's Marcel. I'm recording this video because I'm looking for my family. Marcel the Shell and the search for a family reunited. Ah. Marcel, how long has it been since you've seen your family? I couldn't tell you, but a space in my heart gets bigger and louder every day. Mm. Dean, do you know how long? That's two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, that's nice to know. There's so many places that they could be. Marcel the shell with shoes on. Whoa. You are beautiful. There must be so many others like me. He has got to go. Not that I don't like Arthur. Not that. No. Oh my God. Arthur. No. No. Arthur. Oh. Get in my rinky-dinky.